to a new edition of the Neon Jazz Interview Series with jazz pianist, organist, and educator Steve Snyder. He talked about his newest 2023 CD called Prime Vantage and a great life in jazz. The new album features seven original compositions that cover a wide range of moods and stylistic approaches. He maintains an active playing schedule locally, nationally, and internationally. His work as an organist and pianist is documented on 20 recordings found on various independent releases since 1992. Enjoy this story cool hey I, I really enjoyed prime vintage man thanks for taking a minute out to talk about it thanks yeah it's my pleasure i'm glad you enjoyed it yeah i i've already had it on the show so before we get into this new album which kind of seems like we're heralding in kind of a a new era because of everything that we went through with the pandemic how did you survive that three years and how has it changed you uh yeah you know um there, I, I remember one thing in particular that really stood out to me in terms of uh, playing and performing. Uh, it was in the, I believe it was in the summer of uh, 2020. So, you know, we all like, uh, everything kind of broke down there in the spring. But uh, there's this joint that uh, in Indianapolis called, uh, it's called the Chatterbox. Yeah. And it's, it's like the, it's like the jazz spot, uh, for, for locals. And like a, a lot of guys are down there, uh, jazz musicians are experimenting and, you know, it's, uh, it's a really cool spot. Anyway, they were too small to open. Even later, they were too small. But what they did do is they started to close down that street, which is Massachusetts Avenue. And, uh, we would advertise, uh, bring a, bring a, uh, a lawn chair and set up down there and we'd play like, you know, in the, in the early evening before it got dark and we would just, uh, we would basically busk on mass Ave there in front yeah. of the chat box. And it had been a while since any of us had, had played and it was really, uh, a meaningful and cathartic moment, you know, to kind of be, be able to do that again and yeah. have that experience. And that sustained me actually for a while, you know, because there wasn't a lot of playing uh, for yeah. well, about a year, year and a half or so. Yeah. So this album, how does this album feel to have this come out? Well, uh, it's it feels good. I mean, this is really, I, I've been on a number of releases uh, over the years, but this is the first one that's got my face on the front and, you know, they're my tunes and I'm making all the decisions and, and everything. So... And, and this is a, you know, in, in terms of where I am in my life, this is relatively late. I would have thought I would have been able to accomplish something like this a little bit sooner. Yeah. So, uh, but it's really meaningful, you know, uh, to put something out there that I feel like it's a, you know, it's a statement about my values and, and what I care about and, the, uh, and just about music and how I feel music, uh, can impact all of this, how it impacts me, you know? Yeah. Well, what are you hoping the listener gets from this album? You know, I, whatever a listener is going to take away, it's, it's kind of like not my business, you know? I mean, I'm trying to, what I'm trying to communicate is, um, uh, a certain amount of, uh, tunefulness. You know, there's a number of the tunes on the record that really, that was my focus was just to create something that is uh, memorable in its melody and uh has a certain simplicity to it and other parts of the record are like you know sort of a 
a reaction, my reaction to some recordings by artists that have really impacted me and influenced how I think about music. And I'm trying to, you know, reference that, that feeling. Yeah. So, so you know, my, my hope is that the listener, uh, somehow recognizes those, those two elements and it impacts them, you know, in, in whatever way, uh, that, that they experience music. And speaking of that feeling, you know, jazz is the ultimate feeling. How did this journey begin for you? Where were you born and raised and kind of how did you get into it? Yeah, I was born in Pittsburgh, uh, just north of Pittsburgh, PA. And uh, I, I started playing piano probably when I was four or five. And really the only reason why I started doing that was because I had an older brother and he did that. And I wanted to do anything he wanted to do, you know. But... um he didn't take to it so much and, and I really enjoyed it. So, um, I, I stuck with it and it was probably, oh, maybe seventh or eighth grade, I guess I was about 13 or, or so. I had a friend and he had an older brother who was actually much older who had a, an extensive record collection. And I had noticed that, uh, you know, we're talking about the mid eighties. I'm listening to the radio. I'm not finding a whole lot of piano on the radio. But in this record collection, there were a bunch of jazz records and I could always find a piano on there. And there were other things that I liked too, like drum sets and saxophones. And it was this fascinating mix of colors and complexity. And I, I just couldn't, I, I couldn't turn away from it. So at, at that point, I think the die was set and I was interested in jazz. What was the first live show, jazz show you saw that blew you away? Uh, I saw David Sanborn in, it was probably like in 85. It was with, uh, um, you know, Hiram Bullock and Marcus Miller and, uh, uh, Hamish Stewart was singing. They did, uh, they did a, a, a great uh, blues number. And uh, I forget the keyboardist's name. That's uh, just on the tip of my tongue. But that show was amazing. And that, he later released an album of uh, of that tour. And it's still like, you know, I put that record on and it, it takes me back to uh, to being at the Syria Mosque in Pittsburgh, PA in the mid 80s. That, that right one on. really was impactful. That's cool, man. So of all of the adventures that you've had in jazz, what do you like the best about being a professional musician? What is it that gives you the most motivation after after everything it takes to get to the gig and set everything up you know and then you get to connect that that's the part like where you're with the musicians in the band and uh you're connecting with them and you're trying to make all all of that connect to the people that are in the room and when all of those things are happening all at the same time uh it's it's really the kind of experience that uh, that's the kind of thing I want to have like over and over and over again. You know, if I can make that happen on every gig, that's, that's a win. Yeah. So why do you love jazz? You know, it was something that allowed me to, to explore, you know, I could, it, it wasn't something that was set in stone where I was confined to a certain, uh, a certain set of, notes or a, a certain form as I found in like the classical lessons that I was taking. So early, early on, like I started to experiment and I would come up with these tunes 
little, it wasn't really even a tune. It was just kind of a ditty or a rhythm or something that I thought was interesting. And I would, I would play those for my teacher. And I, there was no way that this was jazz, but she said, Oh, that's jazz. Uh, I think just because I was improvising and making something up. So, you know, that was also, uh, something that uh, I think made me look out for jazz. Like, you know, if I'm, if I'm doing something that reminds my teacher of this thing, you know, maybe I should go check that out. So if you could get into a time machine and go back in time and witness a show with your own very eyes, where are you going to go? What show would you love to see? I would like to see uh, uh, Coltrane live at Birdland. That's what I would like to see. If I could be in a room for that. That would be amazing. Sure would. (laughs) So everyone out there has a perception of you, family, friends, fans, but you ultimately are in charge. What's your perception of you? Who do you think you are? I think I'm, I'm changing, you know? Yeah. Uh, I have a number of different interests and it's, uh, this is something that I've noticed maybe in the last even five or six years. But it, it started like when I started playing organ, which was really late, like in 2009 or so. So I was already 40 before I started playing, uh, playing organ. I'd been a piano player only up until that point. And, uh, so I, I took that on and that was a, that was a revelation. All of the, all of the color and all the expressiveness of that instrument. And, uh, recently I started, uh, studying tabla, um, which, you know, here I'm coming to something as a complete newcomer. You know, I have no background in this thing, at least going from piano to organ, like the keys are arranged in the same yeah. way. Right. I mean, that was something that I could, uh, that I could use something that I had already worked on and knew, even though the methods were completely different, but now I'm in a totally different situation. And I recently bought a synth, you know, I, I got one of those, uh, an all analog path synth with a bunch of knobs on it. You know, I'm interested in that, uh, in ways that I never have been, uh, before. So, you know, it, it's, it's an interesting time for me, you know, changing, uh, trying to expand what it is that I'm interested in and the kinds of things that, that, uh, that I do. So if anyone wants to pick up the brand new album, learn anything about your shows, anything previous work, where can they go? Where's the best place? Um, the record, uh, the, probably the, the easiest place to buy it, as far as I know, is on Bandcamp. Yeah. I recently did uh, put it on, uh, I used a service called DistroKid to put it on a bunch of streaming services. So I'm not sure how all of that, uh, that end of it works uh, at this point. That's a relatively new thing for me. But um, definitely, if you want to, if you want to download either the individual tracks or uh, the record as a whole, uh, you can do that at uh, at Bandcamp, uh, or you can uh, you can send me a message on there. You can also find me on YouTube and, and other social media and send me a message if you're interested in a hard copy. I still have a few of those left uh, that I'd be happy to send. Cool, Steve. Thank you so much for the music. Thank you for opening up. I appreciate it, man. And- Thank you so much for for the time and for checking out the record, and I appreciate you. Thanks for listening and tuning in to another Neon Jazz interview, where we give you a bit of insight into the finest players and minds in New York City, Kansas City, and spots all over the globe, giving fans all that jazz. Thanks to Steve for his time, energy, and cool. If you want to hear more Neon Jazz interviews, you can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to us at YouTube, and for everything Neon Jazz, go to the neonjazz.blogspot.com. Until next time, enjoy the jazz, my friends. Thank you.
Neon Jazz.